Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This is Cliff Compton, and you're listening to Live from the Armony. No, hold on. It's getting late. Take two. This is Cliff Compton, and you can listen. You're listening to Live from the, what is it, Armory? Like an yeah. actual armory? Armory. Yeah, like an armory, yeah. like a building. Oh, I thought I said something else. All right. Ready? Take six. Yes. This is Cliff Compton, and you're listening to Live from the Armor, Armory. Now I can't stop laughing. Why don't we do a different? Why don't we do a different one? Uh, we'll, we'll be original. How about, how about this one? How about we'll make it easy? This is Cliff Compton. Listen to the damn show. All right. This is Cliff Compton. Listen to the damn show. It's one of the best wrestling shows out there. Welcome to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show, the premier podcast of indie wrestling. Just me rambling on incoherently, and Laura talking about Caleb Conley. Our studio line is area code 213-816-1605, with your host, Bunkhouse Bob. Don't you start on me, Laura. I mean it. I'm in a bad mood. And the lovely Laura. You know what you need to do, Bob? What? To drink you some Conley Aid, just like I do every morning out of my Old Face cup. why you hear my voice at the beginning today instead of Bob's. Well, Bob has decided to go on a little pilgrimage to West Newbury, Massachusetts, and we all know who grew up in West Newbury, Massachusetts, right? John Cena. So Bob's up there doing his little thing, trying to get some guests and schmooze for some show perks. So I have got me a co-host this week, and without further ado, I'd like to introduce my guest co-host for this week. You know him. You love him. It's George International Coles. George, how you doing? I'm doing great, Laura. And ladies and gentlemen, my name is George Coles, mm-hmm. and I'm the one behind 13, 16, and 31. That's right, because George is that damn good. Let me tell y'all, folks. Uh, before we get into uh, uh, the show pertinence and whatnot, I did want to congratulate you. I haven't yet. I had seen where one of your 
videos. If you guys don't know, uh, George does a show. It's a web show called Heal Heat. It is absolutely awesome. He reviews Raw and SmackDown and TNA and Ring of Honor, and he also does some special things that came from the network. He's done some uh, DVD reviews. But your one of your episodes got over 10,000 views, right? Uh, yeah, surprisingly, you know, because we're just a little show, basically something I make for all my friends and, you know, people around the world that have like-minded views. One of our shows actually cracked 10,000 views, and I was pretty happy about it. It's a, it was a top ten. We do little top tens. I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm a guy that likes little silly lists. So it was a top ten. The one that cracked was top ten responsible for the death of WCW. I've noticed Ooh, the that was I'm a good one. And yeah, I noticed the stuff yeah. I'm really negative on is the stuff that seems that people jump on and enjoy the most. It's a weird dichotomy. We try to be positive with what we put out sometimes. We put out little silly stuff like that, and people like the negativity, I guess. Controversy well, and I think Eric Bischoff can't be wrong, right? Um, I think <laughs> a lot of people have... Um, especially me, you know, WCW was close to my heart because it came from Crockett. And I was so angry at the end of WCW that it had gone the way it had. Um, And I think maybe that's what, you know, maybe people want to see your take on it. Yeah, no doubt. I'm a little bit more of an outsider being a northern guy. I did get Crockett on, you know, for some reason, Philadelphia – Crockett Promotions ran there even in the early 80s, so we were lucky enough that we had both the WWF at the time and Jim Crockett Promotions on every Saturday, as well as we had ESPN early on, so we had AWA on during the week. We kind of got the best of all of the promotions. Yeah, you sure did. You sure did, because I only until I got cable, all I got was an hour. Yeah, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. I said one hour of wrestling every week on Saturdays on Channel 10 out of Roanoke, Virginia. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> um, I don't know what I do want to get myself. The... I, get more than an, I get more than an hour a day. Well, exactly, <laughs> because you it's it's your fingertips. You, that works. Um, uh, do you want to get – do what? Uh, we're getting we're gonna get it on the, the triple H train here. <laughs> I wish I could get in on the, the Twitter trade. I mean we'll get to that here in a second. Um folks, if uh, you wanna find us on uh the interwebs there, we have a Facebook page and we'll do that first because usually I have to do that last because Bob can never remember it. It's Facebook dot com backslash live dot armory dot nine. I'm gonna do my best to tweet out tonight because it's kinda hard to tweet and run the board at the same time. We are at from the armory and um you can check us out on uh the web and it's a long web page uh, address so you can just go to blog talk radio um dot com backslash live dash from dash the dash armory and that's another of Bob's concoctions, not mine. Um and find that out and just go to our web page and you'll see pictures of me and Bob with some of the guests that we've had on here and just find out a little bit about us. So um 
just want to throw that out there. You can live tweet with me. Like I said, I'll do the best I can. I can see that our good friend Jordan Castle has already tweeted, and I just want to say he has tweeted, by God, by God, it's George Coles. So. <laughs> thank, thank you, Jordan. Thanks for the thanks for the props, my friend. <laughs> Jordan is great. He's going to sit with me and Big Donnie at WrestleCade this year, so we're looking forward to that. Um, well, our guest this week is Miss Brittany Wonder. I'm really looking forward to talking to her. I've done a little uh, homework on her. A very interesting. Uh, Indie superstar. I think you guys will be entertained by the questions that we have this week. So I think it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Um, uh, we'll talk with her in the 8 o'clock hour. Um, also, I uh, wanted to touch a little bit. I've missed it and could kick myself for missing it. Talk about Fan Fest in Charlotte, North Carolina um, this weekend. It's NWA Legends Fan Fest. It's the proper name. And it was the 10th one, and supposedly it's the last one. And I'm really mad at myself that I did not go because my Dangerous Alliance brethren were there in full effect and looked like they were having a blast. Um, my friend Adrian even got to drive Jim Cornette and Dusty Rhodes around. How cool is that? Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Cool. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, like, awesome. Um but uh, there was a lot of things going on. Uh, the Jim Cornette Experience, if you guys go to highspots.tv, you can purchase uh, the, 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 I guess I don't want to say the right, but you can buy uh, the ability to watch FanFest. Um, the Jim Cornette Experience is worth the price alone. He has Lance Storm on. He had uh, Hurricane Helms. He had Les Thatcher. He had Tommy Young. Uh, Tommy Young's hilarious. He's just so he's, he reminds me of Bob Newhart. He's just so stoic. Um, all of Dusty's men. I've not got to watch all of that yet, but that looked really good with Kevin Sullivan, Tully Blanchard, J.J. Dillon, Barry Windham, and Magnum T.A. talking about Dusty's influence on them and how I guess it was kind of like I don't want to say Dusty was the puppet master, but he you know. He's moving around the chess pieces, let's just say that. Uh, the Hall of Heroes, when they abducted uh, Tommy Young in there, I've not watched that either, but the matches were absolutely fantastic. Congratulations to uh, former guest Ethan Case for winning that Battle Royal. Man, I'm telling you, I can't say enough good things about Ethan Case. I mean, he is just awesome. Um, good friend Jackson James is in there too. Great matches. Some really great matches. Um, want to talk a little bit about uh, the Tommy Thomas meeting Jim Cornette. I know you saw this, right, George? Oh, I definitely did. I seen it on his Facebook. Uh, Tommy, a great, mm -hmm. great manager in his own right. And I know you said it, and a lot of people have it on their mind. This generation's Jim Cornette. It was kind of the face he made in the picture I seen. It was like he didn't know whether to smile. Cry, or cry, laugh, or just fall to his knees and pray, because it was it was like he, he, it was like he's seen a combination of Jesus, God, the Holy Ghost, his, the most beautiful woman in the world, and you know King Arthur all standing there in front of him. But it, it, to see someone like Tommy, who me and you we we know decently, uh, I you know him a little bit better than I do. 
um, to see someone like Tommy, who we appreciate as a mm-hmm. performer, turn into one of us and become a fan of Jim Cornette is just such a cool experience, even for, you know, people like us to see, because there's people that go up to Tommy like that. And you got you get to see Tommy with his hero, and 20 years down the road from now, there's going to be a young manager that's doing that with Tommy. I, I totally agree with you, because... Um, Folks, if you're not familiar with the Tommy Thomas, if you've not listened to the three-hour, uh, I, I would just say conversation we had with him, and then we got him back on a little bit later uh, to talk a little bit more with him. Um, go Google him, because um, as far as managers go, and, and I know that Paul Heyman is in the business right now, but I think Tommy's the best in the business right now. He takes bumps. He is out there for his men. He he gets heat like nobody's business. Um, just get yeah, Google D. Tommy Thomas and just <laughs> just enjoy is, is the best thing I can uh, say about it. Um, well, did you see the, the Hardys versus the Young Bucks in New York? Did you see anything about that, George? I heard rumblings about that that they were going to. I, I forget what promotion they were going to be in, but it was kind of a dream match, the new the new Hardy Boys versus the original Hardy Boys kind of deal. Right. I, I had, I had I, heard, heard the rumblings. I had heard them too, but what I was surprised at, that's about all I heard. Yeah. Um, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't hear what I thought I would hear, you know? Or you didn't hear that it was a great match or anything of that nature. I see. I, I don't know what the the Hardy style and the Young Bucks style as well. They're just twenty years younger. Um, it's not a style that I think you could continue on into the years. By that I mean you could like now you could go to a Legends Fan Fest and see Ricky and Robert and the Rock and Roll Express, and they're still doing ninety percent of their offense. Whereas the Hardy Boys, yes, they are. It all depends on their athletic, on their uh, athletic abilities. Which, as you get older, they deteriorate. I don't care if you're Matt and Jeff Hardy, or if you're Michael Jordan. You know, other time catches up with us. If you if you're not a good in ring psychologist, and this is no knock on Matt and Jeff Hardy, they did a different thing. They they were never great ring psychologists. They never told a great story. They just had great spots. And I don't think it would even hold up at this point, to be honest with you. It was, to me, I was more excited to see something like the Young Bucks versus Red Dragon or the Young Bucks versus uh, Bad Influence or the Young Bucks versus Worst Case Scenario, hint, hint, PWX, make it happen. Yeah, Brian, <laughs> PW, <laughs> Worst Case Scenario. Um, yeah, I, I... You know, I've talked a lot about worst case scenario, but I would put them up against any tag team going today, WWE, TNA, uh, Ring of Honor. I, I just would because I think they're that great. And if you guys haven't seen them, you need to Google They're great. And, I mean, it's like a modern-day Midnight Express. It really is. I know I'll probably catch a lot of heat from the Midnight Express is, you know, up there in the pantheon of tag teams, and they and they need to be. But seriously, um, Elijah and Ethan are—they're just that damn good. I mean, I'm a little, a little, you know, a little biased about it because I've seen them a lot and I've seen the work that they do. 
good, and it makes me excited for tag team wrestling um, again. Like you know, back in the day, there's just not a whole lot of excitement about tag team wrestling anymore. I don't, I don't know if you hear that, but I'm picking up a lot of interference. Are you hearing that? Picking up a lot of what? Can you hear? Well, yeah, I, I can hear you. Up a lot of I was hearing a lot of interference. I don't know what that was. I don't know if it was a blog talk issue. Maybe yeah. they had me crossed with a couple different lines. I heard everything you said just was a little bit weird. You kind of sounded like Bumblebee from Transformers. Well, that's, that's okay. okay. My friend Joel says I talk. I sound like I'm talking. I sound like I got banjos in my mouth. So <laughs> I'll take banjos. Bumblebee any day. Because <laughs> I'm from the country. I don't get that one. Oh, what, okay. I, have, I got it. Yeah, because I'm so country and so southern. It's just, you know, I don't speak banjo, and I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> anyway. That's kind of funny. Uh, I'm going to have to use that now. Oh, Thank God. Thank you, Joel. <laughs> I won't use it on you, yeah, I promise, will, but I, I, I got, that I got other people that I can use on. I wanted to get you. Well, you know, I've, I've heard people sound more country than I do, and that's that's a pretty big stretch, I think, um, because <laughs> people ask me, you know, like, where am I from? And I tell them I'm from Virginia. Well, you sound like you're from Tennessee or from, you know, Texas or something. I'm like, mm, okay, whatever. Um, just a little, um, <laughs> just a little southern, that's all. But um, speaking of southern, uh Oh, yeah, so um, Jordan Castle heard me talk like Bumblebee, too, so thanks, Jordan. Um, it must have been, it, it, it wasn't, I didn't hear it in you know, in my phone, but I guess it's just blog talk, got to love blog talk. It came over like one of them old toy voice transformers things. I don't know. It just was weird for a minute. Maybe. Maybe I can hear it in the playback because that, that would be pretty cool. Me sounding like Bumblebee. Um, <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to give a shout out to my good friend Cameron Cade, previous guest, king of the selfies. He sent me that wonderful selfie for my birthday that I think about every day. Anyway, um, he is he's possibly going to be in Chester at APW. Chester, South Carolina, on Friday. Just depends. And we'll also talk about um, the upcoming Trend South uh, Wrestling show, which is going to be pretty big, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. He'll be there. And just want to give a shout-out to Cameron. Uh, promoters, uh, AIWF, if you're listening, Crazy 8, 2015, he needs to be there again. He was there this past time. He did wonderful. Crowd loved him. Can't beat that. I also want to give a shout-out to my good friend Jackson James. He's also a previous uh, guest. He is selling T-shirts. He needs to sell, I believe it's 25 in 90 days. So I'm going to buy one this weekend. He's got some great stuff. He's got a Misfits knockoff. He's got a Mortal Kombat knockoff. Um, So, you know, visit him at ProWrestlingTees.com. Just search Jackson James, and that's spelled J-A-X-S-O-N. And buy a T-shirt, you know, support indie wrestling. That's what we're all about. That's what we talk about every week. Get out and support your indie stars. PWX people, you know who Jackson James is. You've seen him. 
So get out and support him and, you know, do the right thing. You know, he's just trying to make his way in this business, and I think he's going to go far. He's got the look. Um, so, you know, support him. Um, definitely, and definitely. Uh, Pro Wrestling Tees is a quality website as well. I get a lot of lot of merchandise from there, and it's always fastly shipped, and it's always very quali- very good quality to it, too. Exactly. Um you know, I have um, oh, Tyler Breeze, Jordan Castle. I I don't know he exists. Uh, uh, Cameron does a better job at that than old uh, Tyler Breeze does. Um, hey, hey, don't hate anyway. my Florida people now, okay? That's one of my Florida. I can't help. I, I, just, I just don't like um, Tyler Breeze. I just don't. Sorry. Maybe if I get to know him a little better, he He's pretty, and see, that makes me so conflicted, because he reminds me of Dolph, and that, ugh, but anyway. Um, also, okay. there's, a, there's that enough I, room for... Yeah, well, right, there's always enough room. There's always enough room in my heart, because, you know, I've got, like, I don't know, six or seven people there, so <laughs> there's always enough room. Um I forgot, too, that Cameron Cade has T-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com. So get out there and support your indie guys. Um, Cameron is a great worker. He's got a great T-shirt. So get out there and support him. Um, It's it's really a one-stop shop for all of your great indie wrestlers. I mean, you got all kinds of cool people on there. I've bought several. Like I said, for end you could get the get New Japan wrestling shirts there as well. So while you're there, get Cameron Cade shirt, get a Bullet Club shirt. Have fun. Thank you. Um, I also have bought tons of Cliff Compton stuff, mainly so you can appear on this show. Um, and so, you know, support, you know, people like Cliff, and you can go get a Joey Ryan shirt. You can even get a Mr. Sleeze shirt. I can tell you Cliff Compton loves his fans. If you order a shirt, you will get a free autographed DVD with it. I ordered a Cliff Compton shirt, and he sent me death proof, the best of his OVW hardcore-style matches, autographed by himself. I thought it was quite awesome. For 20 bucks, I got a T-shirt and a signed DVD. Can't go wrong with that. You can't buy anywhere else. You can't buy one or the other. One of the three, actually. The, the, the autograph would cost you twenty. The DVD should cost you twenty, and the T-shirt itself should cost you twenty. So it's just a oh great yeah, deal. And, and you know, yeah, Cliff does love his fans. Um, I just, um, I just have <laughs> to do things to get him on here, and that's one of the things I have to do. But you know, I would do it we anyway, even if it wasn't. <laughs> it, it's best the things you do for Cliff Compton between you and Cliff Compton. Um, I don't know what to say to that, George, because nothing has happened. I've never even met Cliff in the flesh. The less you say, the statute of limitations will eventually come up. And some of that may be legal one day. Ah, George, what do you think Oh my God, no! I, I don't do anything like that. I'm, I'm, I'm a good girl. I, I promise. 
Um, okay, keep denying. Well, that's an plausible denial is a good thing. Yes, yeah, I'm like, you've made me blush right now. Lord have mercy. Um, yeah, let's talk about Harley Race. <laughs> well, that'll bring the blush um, down, Harley Race. Yes, it will. Yeah, our uh, Harley Race, if you don't know, um, before we get to talking about Harley Race, do you know what pro wrestling tees um Twitter handle is by chance. Um, yeah, I think it's just that. I think it's just pro wrestling teams or something, something really simple to that effect. Okay. I, have, I, have I, I think I just found it. Yeah, it's pro wrestling uh, teams with just the letter T apostrophe S. Okay, I just wanted to tweet that out. Hopefully, somebody will. Somebody may follow us, and and we'll be able to get some T-shirts. So, um, yeah, free shirts don't hurt so, nobody. No, not at all. Not, and you know, we follow back. So if you're not fo- if you're listening to this and you're on Twitter and you're not following us, follow us. I promise you, we'll follow back. I know that follows sometimes get to a point to where they're pretty precious, and you have to unfollow people to follow people, like my own personal Twitter account. But anyway. Uh, we will, I promise, and we'll we're gonna put out this great T-shirt that you know. Heck, we might even give away a T-shirt on here if somebody will just you know follow us so that we can get the two thousand followers. Uh, anyway, I digress. Let's talk about Harley Race. Um, I had looked up on, I think this was PW. Um, I don't remember what website I got this off of, but um, I think it's PW Insider. That's what it was. Um, Harley Race uh, took a bad fall over the weekend, and it had been reported and believed earlier that he had broken his hip. Actually, after being examined, it was determined that the pain that he was in was due to an aggravating cyst on his spine. Um, on Monday, he went underwent three hours of surgery, uh, three hours of surgery to remove that cyst. And I have a address, and we'll get it up a little later. If you wanted to send Harley Race a get-well card, and I'm going to, uh, it's Harley Race, care of St. Joseph Hospital, 300 First Capital, and that's capital with an O, Road, St. Charles, Missouri, 63301. And I had heard that even, this just shows you how tough Harley Race is because when you hear people like Ric Flair talk about how tough Harley Race was and he just, just was a badass, he drove from St. Louis to Charlotte in pain like that just so that he could be around for the release of his DVD that High Spots did. That's something I definitely want to pick up, too, is that DVD. Big Donnie had uh, told me about that. Definitely something I want to add to my collection. Best Harley Race quote I ever heard is, if I hit him with the left, I'm going to walk around to the back of him to see what's holding up. I thought that was just awesome on on his part. Harley Race, one of the one of the great. I, when I think world champion, there's three guys that stick out of my head right away: Harley Race, Nick Bockwinkle, and Ric Flair. I think those three guys oh, yeah. carry their, their versions of the world championships as good or better than anybody else in the history of the sport. Oh yeah, or you you know, 
to me, no one was better than Harley. Oh no, he he was uh, he was legit. He was tough. I mean, he had tattoos when you didn't have tattoos. Well, he, he was from a time where he took the NWA belt around the country and legitimately had to be able to beat up the toughest person in every territory because the territory could easily change the script and have someone shoot on him. And if someone tried to shoot on Harley, that was their bad luck because they were getting their skull cracked. But yeah. he, would, he, so had, he had to be tough because he could go to, let's say he goes to Des Moines, Iowa, and the Des Moines, Iowa promoter goes, I'll give you 50 extra bucks if you break his leg and take the title because... As we know, if you break his leg and take the title, they have to say you're the champion because they can't let you know that it's all staged. So Harley's able to put up with that. Yeah, and I I did want to say that uh, I am actually speechless right now, not to get away from Harley Race, but we just got a tweet from Matt Hardy because I had tweeted out that, you know, we were talking about that match, and he tweeted out, um, definitely a match of the year candidate. People are still chanting, this is awesome. That's, that's great to hear. I'm, I'm happy it went well. Uh, I wonder if he's, he, uh, if Bunkhouse Bob elbowed him in the ribcage to tell him to do so. Oh, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I cannot wait until WrestleCade because, um, <laughs> Well, one part I'm not really looking forward to is the two of them schmoozing together, uh, Matt Hardy and Bob. And the other part that I'm really looking forward to is seeing Bob face-to-face with my BFF, Caleb Conley. It's put-up-or-shut-up time, Bob. Put-up-or-shut-up. <laughs> I can't wait. Anyway, um, but we, we do want to wish Harley Race. Do what, George? I'm not going to get in the middle of that one. I, I like both hands. I like Caleb. I like Bob. Hands of both of their Oh, it's all George. He will have been running mm-hmm. his mouth for 10 months. Bob will have been running his mouth for 10 months come November. Because I know he's not going to stop running his mouth on Caleb because it's Bob. But, you know, I, I'm just saying it's going to be epic. And I'm going to be right there with my little video camera. And we're going to have some live footage for live from the armory. Just saying. Um, but that's something I wanted to, to mention. Did you did you see that Caleb and um, Caleb and Zane put out? A, I, I forget it was a. I don't know if it's a Kickstarter. It is for the movie. I have not had a chance to actually. Yeah, I've not had a chance to actually look at it. Um, but um, oh, the breakdown's hilarious. They need a case of Taps Blue Ribbon for Zane. Right, it's, it's and um, I checked it out briefly. Yeah, um, yeah, it should be um, <laughs> it should be interesting, to say the least. Um, knowing the two of them. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've already been. Uh, people have already told me on Facebook. Uh, are you getting that two hundred and fifty dollars uh, uh, together? I, I think on, on put over the world, they said two hundred fifty dollars would get you a date with both of them. So I've already had people you I'm know telling it, me. I'm looking at it right now, and that, that is one hundred percent correct. However, for yeah, five hundred, so, no, apartment wrestle with Caleb, so 
There's that too. I could do what? A partner wrestle? wrestle with Caleb, with Caleb Conley. And it's open for men or women. Good to know. There's some men <laughs> yeah, that Caleb's you know, pretty as well. You know, hey, Jordan Castle, if you got 500 bucks, there you go. <laughs> He's going to kill me. Um, for, but, um, for 750 you can own Bluetista Bear. You know, I, I you know, I actually have, um, I actually have the, uh, and I think, I thank Zane Riley for doing that for me, um, sending me the CM Punk bear from the episode where they go back in time. Um, I do appreciate that. He sent me the bear they used because I bought it. First of all, I bought a CM Punk bear from High, high Spots. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't think I could really own Blue Tista Bear because Blue Tista Bear belongs to everybody. You know, I, I would feel kind of wrong well, o- owning Blue Tista Bear. Maybe it could be like one of those, um, one of those people that buy a painting and then loan it out to the different museums so everybody can see it. Yeah, it could be like you know the tale of the traveling Blue Tista Bear. <laughs> Like, uh, like, what was his name? Flat Stanley. Did you ever get Flat Stanley from one of your relatives or do it yourself or you send him in the mail and he tells a story about everywhere he goes? Mm-mm. It's a neat little thing for kids. It's one of those cool little things, like, uh, it's something you do in elementary school, and basically it's a guy you draw on a piece of paper and then he comes back. You're, you're supposed to send it to a relative that lives somewhere else, they tell you a little story about, like, let's say I send it to Pittsburgh. They tell you a story about Pittsburgh, take pictures with Clyde's family all around Pittsburgh, then send it back to you. You send it to somebody else that's in a different area. Basically, so you know about little different geographic regions. Maybe you could do something like that with Lee Tista Bear or with, with CM Punk Bear. Even. I'd say take CM Punk Bear to Chicago and knock on, on a Mr. Brooks's door and ask him when he's coming back. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sure that's going to get me right right in the door right there. Yeah, I got this CM Punk bear feel, and uh, <laughs> will you let me in? Yeah, I, I know Marty and Cl- and Cliff and Colt. Yeah, that that would get me right in, George. Thanks. You never know. Might work. <laughs> you never know. It, it it might work. It might work. Um, we want to congratulate Hudson Envy on winning the A A O W title. This weekend, uh, congratulations! Um, I heard it was a hard-fought victory. I saw the pictures, and um, you can also, if you want to check out any of the names we mentioned, it's like Hudson Envy, Caleb Conley, uh, Ethan Case, the Tommy Thomas, and some that I haven't mentioned: Cedric Alexander, Cliff Compton, um, Luke Hawks. He was at FanFest this weekend and did wonderful. Uh, you can go to blogtalkradio.com backslash live dash from dash the from the <laughs> live dash from dash the dash armory. Uh, and we've got so many episodes on there that certainly somebody you'll like, you know, you'll find on there. Um, but check it out. Uh, let's talk about some things that are coming up this uh, weekend, George. Um, I know we've got a lot uh, coming up, actually. 
Uh, we're going to talk about Evolve, uh, 31, 32, and 33. All events are going to be on www.live. It's August 8th in Ybor City, Florida. Thank you for telling me how to pronounce that long ago. Um, bell time is 9 o'clock. Uh, scheduled to appear, Chris Hero, former WWE talents Drew McIntyre and Evan Bourne. I am, I'm going to get this because this is going to be really good. Uh, my BFF, Caleb Conley. Uh, is it Drew? Uh, I have a question for you. That, that is the reason to get it. Um, Drew, is, it was, have we talked about this before? Is it Drew Gulak or Gulak? Here's where, here's where it gets interesting. It's Gulak is a name, but a submission hold is a Gulak. That's why you people pronounce it both ways. Okay. So it's Gulak that does the Gulak. Gulak does the Gulak. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll, which is uh, a, a dragon sleeper with a, his legs wrapped around your stomach kind of thing. It's a cool move. Okay. Well, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll buy that. <laughs> For a dollar? Yeah, yeah, he is. He he is actually a, a, a damn good wrestler, but um and do all this um stuff at the same time. Sorry about that. Um uh the next night in Orlando, Florida, nine PM bell time, and then wrapping it up on Sunday in Jacksonville, Florida is a seven PM uh bell time. The cards have the same competitors. You know, they're going to be going in all sorts of matches over the three-day run. Uh, more information at www.dgusa.tv. And, Dylan, and coming off of that, we also have CWS Mid-Atlantic. They're presenting 10 Things I Hate About You. Saturday, August 9th at the Mid-Atlantic Sportatorium in Gibsonville, North Carolina. Doors open at 7 p.m. Scheduled to appear, Chase Dakota, Chet Sterling, Wet Lee, I'm sorry, Lance Lee, and the last semi-finalist for the Weaver Cup tournament will be decided. You can get more info at www.cwf247.com. Sounds like a great card there as well as some younger guys. I always like the younger talent because they give such a fresh edge and such a fresh take on wrestling. Well, yeah, especially, um, you know, see, hold on here, George. I think we have got someone, and I think I know who this is. 318, you're on live with the Armory. Lovely Laura and George, it is Bunkhouse Bob calling you live from Boston, Massachusetts. I knew it, Bob. I knew it. How How are you, Bob? I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I just wanted to call in, let our listeners know that I did make it to West Newberry, Massachusetts. I did make it to the neighborhood of John Cena, and I was quickly escorted out of the neighborhood by uh, Massachusetts West Newberry's finest. I was told that I was trespassing, so I was not allowed to to, to peek around in the windows or, or do anything. So uh, basically, bunkhouse was ran off the property. And I wasn't able to leave my gift. And, and what gift was that, Bob? I'm a little afraid to ask. Well, I was going to leave him the Paul Heyman DVD set 
seeing how Brock Lesnar is going to beat him at SummerSlam, which everybody knows that's a given. Ah, I see. I thought maybe you were going to leave, you know, like a, you know, a part of you there. And if any of our listeners believe anything that I just told you, then you are a bigger bunch of marks than what I ever thought. Because if you thought that I would go all the way to West Newbury, Massachusetts, to go see the childhood home of John Cena, you're crazy. I'm actually in Boston on business. I'm away from the show this week. But I will let folks know that I did finalize the deal for one of our guests next week that I've been working on for months. And I will text that information to Laura. I'm pretty excited about it. You two guys have a great show. I'm at the Ye Old Oyster House, established in 1826, and I'm having a bowl of chowder. A bowl of chowder. Well, have your bowl of chowder, and I will talk to you soon, Mr. Bunkhouse. All right, you you guys have a good night. Go to Wahlburgers. Get you one of them dining Wahlburg burgers. (laughs) We'll see what we can do. I'll talk to you guys later. Have a good show. See you later, Bob. Bob. All right. And that was cool. That's there goes Bob. You know, you know that I kind of felt like Sweet Stan Lane there for a second when uh, Dennis Condry came back into the NWA. You had the replacement <laughs> member for the for the Midnight's talking to the original member of the Midnight. <laughs> oh, George, don't get me on. Don't get me started on Sweet Stan Lane. Lord have mercy. Hey, I, like I told Jim Cornette, I, just thought, I was only... I just, Paul Heyman you can talk, so I got midnight in my brain. That's true. That's very true. Now, I was not a big fan of Paulie's Midnight Express. Just saying. But, know, they, um, they are the original. They are the original. Yeah, and and I get that. I I totally, totally get that. It's just that, you know, I was only 12 years old, and I knew something was going on when I saw Sweet Stan Lane. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Do we need to add them to to your registry of wrestlers you can't get within 100 feet of? Probably. either. That's like, he's one of the people that is on my bucket list to meet. I crossed one off when I met Jim Cornette, and, the, and I crossed two more off when I met the Rock and Roll Express. Um, but, he's on there, so, anyway. Let's get back indie happenings, because in about 15 minutes, um, Brittany's actually going to call us, so we got to be ready for her. Um, TSW presents the Brawl at Broad River Electric at the Broad River Electric Auditorium in Gaffney, South Carolina, this Saturday, August 9th, 8 p.m. bell time, $10 for adults, $5 for students. Uh, main event looks like it's going to be, I think there's like a double main event. There's, it's going to be The Stroh versus Ricky Morton. Davey Richards is going to be facing Chase Brown. If I could get my tail to South Carolina this weekend, that's where I would go. That's going to be an awesome match. Everybody, you know, if you're an indie fan, you know who Davey Richards is. If you're not familiar with Chase Brown, go Google him. 
he is, he, as we say in PWX, ride him, chase, ride him. Um, just so incredibly funny. Um, anyway, um, sorry, I get distracted by Twitter. I get distracted easily. Uh, Tessa Blanchard is going to take on Chastity Taylor. Um, Tessa was at uh, FanFest this weekend, too. Uh, I've hung out with Tessa a little bit. She's absolutely wonderful, and she is going places. I I wouldn't be surprised if I saw her in WWE in maybe three years. Um, wouldn't be surprised at all. She's she's got that would mean it. She'd and, have and to, if you ask me, do what? That would mean she'd have to come through NXT, right? Because we we can we can live with that. We could live with that, especially with you down in Florida. <laughs> Uh, getting all that good NXT stuff. Um, she's going to wrestle uh, Chastity Taylor. Chastity is really good, too. I saw them at PWX. Um, these women can go. Um, Cameron Kate is also going to be there, my good friend. The Tommy Thomas, who got so much heat last time, it was like these people, the best way I can sum it up is it, it was still real to them, damn it. I mean, they were after Tommy's head. I saw the pictures. It was bad. Um, and uh, George South is going to be there. So um, you can get tickets at eventbrite.com. So go and check them out. Also, NWA Smoky Mountain at the National Guard Armory in Rogersville, uh, Tennessee, this Saturday, August 9th. It's 8 p.m. bell time. And because of the past issues in Rogersville, which I'm not sure what that means, um, but uh, it has been announced that there will be free general admission to this show. So, hey, free general admission. You can't beat that. Scheduled to appear, Lance Erickson, Chris Richards, C- Cody Blade, Nick Hammonds, the t- Tate Twins, say that three times fast, and more. More information at www.nwasmokymountain.com. That's Smoky without an E. And last but not least, Ring of Honor Summer Heat 4 2014, this Saturday, August 9th, at the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania National Guard Armory at a 7.30 bell time. We get former former guest of the show and friend of the show and friend of Laura sometimes, depending on what T-shirt she's wearing, Cedric Alexander <laughs> versus Michael Elgin. Also on the card will be the Briscoe Brothers, War Machine, the Young Bluff, Young Bucks, Brian Kendrick, Jay Lethal, and many more, all the stars of Ring of Honor. For more info, go to www.rohwrestling.com. Another stack, shot, stack card from Ring of Honor. Cedric versus Michael Elgin's worth the, the price of admission itself. Uh, you got you got the two guys that I think Ring of Honor is putting all of the weight of the company on is these two, and they're definitely both the future of the company. In my opinion. Oh, yeah. Um, there have been some... Uh, um, there's been some rattling on uh, Facebook uh, about whether or not, you know, uh, Michael Elgin or, you know, and Cedric as well, if they're really ready to uh, step up to the plate um uh, and and carry this company. Uh, yeah. Uh, Michael Elgin's been with the company for how long? When I first started watching Ring of Honor, he was with um, 
<laughs> he was with Cruz Martini and uh, yeah. Michael Bennett, right? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. If you have yeah, so any I mean, questions like, about either, if you had any questions about either of those two guys, you're not watching any of their matches. That's that's plain and simple. Exactly. Michael Michael Elgin and Cedric Alexander are two of the best wrestlers in the world. Not just Ring of Honor, not not in you know the Indies in the whole world. I would put any, either of these two guys up against anybody, and you got a must-watch match. And I think, I think the two different styles is going to clash so well, and it's going to be such a great match. It's a shame that I can't be there to see it live. It's a shame that it's not on internet pay-per-view, but it's definitely going to be something I pick up on DVD. Oh, definitely, definitely, me too. And. Um... Don't want to seem like I'm plugging everybody, but you can go to highspots.com and get Cedric Alexander's DVD, and right there we'll show you. You know, I I get a lot of shit from Cedric because of Caleb, and I've told I've told Cedric that it was never anything against who he is as a person or his in-ring abilities, because he is actually a really great person. He's funny. Uh, he ribs the hell out of me wearing Caleb Conley T-shirts and. Um, works like a champ in the ring and I put it on my Facebook page mark my words year and a half, two years tops you'll see Cedric Alexander in NXT and then the sky's the limit from there I believe I believe that they could put you know with with time progresses I think Cedric could be running the place but that's just you me. know I'm, I'm going to say it right now I'll make a bold prediction Cedric Alexander is going to be the first one hundred percent black WWE world champion. And you heard it here, the, folks. Just it's the way it goes. He is that good. He is that talented. And I first seen Cedric Alexander three years ago on an indie show with a team with Caprice Coleman, who's a great wrestler, great talent in his own right, who was bringing Cedric. Alexander out and helping him early on in his career. From that time till now, he has improved at a faster rate than any wrestler I've ever seen. He's improved. He's improved faster than Brian Danielson. He's improved faster than than CM Punk. He's improved faster than AJ Styles. How how quickly Cedric Alexander has went from a guy that opened the show to a main event wrestler and one of the best wrestlers in the world tells me that it's only a matter of time before he conquers everything he wants to do in wrestling. And that's, that's, well, that's just a lesson. If I see a little, it's, if you're not seeing that when you watch Cedric Alexander, I don't know what you're watching. I totally agree. I have seen him live. Uh, I, I've seen him live at PWX. I saw him live at Firestar Pro. Um, I had seen him on Ring of Honor. Well, you know, when I first started watching Ring of Honor, he'd just come in with Caprice. And um, I thought he was absolutely wonderful. And if you guys, um, I think there's a WrestleCade 2013 DVD floating out there somewhere. Buy it for nothing but the, the match between Cedric and Caprice and the Bravados. Best match on the whole card. 
whole car. They tore that place up, high flying around even, everywhere. Just a solid good match. Even if you look at it, look at the best in the world pay per view. I defy you to tell me that Cedric Alexander versus Roderick Strong wasn't the best match that night. Oh, I I totally, totally agree. Totally agree with that because and, it just it just was. And it, it, like I said, I I think that the sky is the absolute limit. Cedric Alexander will get everything that he wants and more in professional wrestling. Oh, most definitely, most definitely, and. Uh, <laughs> I know it's it's funny because I usually I usually talk about Caleb, 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 Caleb and I'm talking about Cedric and I'm not, you know, you know, turning on anybody. I'm just telling the truth that, you know, Cedric is um one of the people that I believe that we that the future of wrestling can be placed in their hands and and it'll it will be okay. You know, it's in good hands. And this is this is no uh, knock by saying how good Cedric Alexander is, it's no knock on anybody else. You know, right, and it's it not at all. It's fantastic talent as well. Whether, yeah, whether so, Bob you know, or not. Caleb has it. You know, um, when I was when I was sitting with Big Donnie at WrestleCade, he told me when I first saw that kid, I knew he had it. And, you know, Caleb's Caleb's got the Shawn Michaels factor. He's cool enough that the people like him. And he's got the pretty the pretty boyness that the women will like him. He sure does. Oh oh God, I got you going, didn't I? But (laughs) I don't look when I see Caleb, you know, I don't think like I'm a secure man. He's a good looking man. And he's going to sell a lot of posters and T-shirts. And there's going to be a lot of 15-, 16-year-old girls in crowds just to see Caleb come. And he's going to do great with it, just like Shawn Michaels did. And he's going to be, you know, one of those guys that takes that and proves that he's more than just a pretty face. And he's got the it factor, too. There's no doubt about it, whether Bob admits it or not. I'm telling you people, this all stems, the reason why Bob doesn't like Caleb Conley is because of this fact, and I don't care what he says, this is what it is. It's the fact that Caleb beat his boy, Adam Cole, for the PWX title. It's plain and simple. You know, if I were to go by that, I'd hate every wrestler in wrestling. Well, yeah, but I, I really do think that's what it is. It, it has to be yeah. the simple fact that he, he beat his boy Adam Cole. And you know, I, I just don't like Adam Cole. I just don't. I, it's not even the fact that Caleb beat him. I just never have really liked Adam Cole in Ring of Honor. I was really waiting for him to turn heel because as a face, he was just not, it just wasn't working. Adam Cole's a good talent. I I'm not going to say nothing bad about the guy. I think he's good. Uh, is he one of my favorites? No. 
Did I think he – I thought when he won the Ring of Honor world title that it really should have been Elgin's title at that point. I thought Elgin was more ready for it and more fit the mold. Now, did he do a good job with the belt? I thought he did a great job with it. He embraced his oh, illness. Yeah. He embraced, you know, he embraced the cheapies that you need at points you need to in your career. And I thought he did a great job when he ran with it. But, yeah, and the, the thing Cole was great. Uh, that was amazing. The whole Mount Rushmore with him, Steen, and the Young Bucks and Pro Wrestling Gorilla, that's some of the the best thing that I've seen in wrestling over the last five years. Just four guys out there having fun. And tearing it up. Exactly. For, for lack of a better term. Um, I did want to give a shout-out to my good friend Ryan Martell. He also has a podcast called uh, Martell's Corner. But he tapes his and records his, I should say. No, I want to date myself. Um, he usually does it on Tuesdays or Wednesdays, and it airs uh, Wednesdays. So I want to give him a shout-out. Uh, you guys go on over to Ryan Martell on Facebook. You can just type in Ryan Martell. It's M-A-R-T-E-L. And he is also on Twitter at babyface. Bruiser, I believe. Let me make sure of that. But um, he's a personality in uh, yeah is at Babyface Bruiser. Um, he is a personality in XWW, which is Extreme World Wrestling. If you guys have not checked that out, go Google it. It's got some great stuff. Uh, Stro from WCW days, he's in that. Uh, Sephiroth, he is their champion and is crazy. Um, their newly crowned Hardcore Champion. Uh, good friend of mine and yours, uh, Terry F. and Houston's there, Justin Fireball, uh, Zane Riley, um, the Justice League, uh, just tons of Jason Cross, just some great people doing some great work that I believe is not getting the appreciation and exposure that it, it well deserves. So um, check out Ryan Martell in XWW um, on the Internet. You will not be... Um, he will not be disappointed in the least. And I'm just trying to whoop. Hmm. Let me see. I know this is. Let me see who this is, George. Well, maybe Brittany. It's about her time, isn't it? Uh, yes, 209, you're live. Well, hello, Brittany. Hi, how are you guys? I'm <laughs> doing just fine. I'm so glad to hear from you. Um, I'm Laura, and on the line is my guest co-host, uh, George Coles. Um, say hello to Brittany, George. Hi, Brittany. Great to hear from you. Great to have you on the show. Oh, thank you guys for having me. Oh, it's a, it, the pleasure is ours, and thank you for your time tonight. I know that it is uh, most valuable, and uh, you are you do have a little bit of a time difference. Than, than what we have, so thank you very much for calling in. Appreciate it. Um, just uh, want to ask you first of all, you know, um, h- how are you doing? Um, I'm doing pretty good, actually. Uh, I had a quick uh, production meeting for uh, Ace earlier today, and then I get to talk to you guys and probably go home and barbecue. So it's, it's, it's been a pretty awesome day. Yum. I'm all in for that barbecue. How about you, George? 
Sounds good to me. I, you know, I'm a big guy. I'm always up for a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Our kind of people. Um, well, um, you know, Brittany, for people who don't know, um, how long have you been in the business and who trained you? Um, I've actually been involved in professional wrestling for about 10 years now. I started when I was 15. Um, I started training. I had to move away. I ended up running away from home with, like, a backpack and a paycheck to be a pro wrestler. And uh, I went back to my old training school. And uh, my first trainer, the Big Ugly, wasn't the trainer anymore. It ended up being uh, Dante. He's uh, CJ Bates now. And uh, him and Timothy Thatcher both trained me. And then I've also trained under Oliver John for a stint, Michael Modest, and a couple other people. And then uh, awesome. I've been wrestling, though, professionally uh, for three years now, or almost three years now. Oh, okay. So you you just trained for a while and and then got into it? Yeah, I, I trained for a while, and I helped out with shows. I was the DJ for, like, the longest time ever. Like, I remember using, like, a super janky CD player and, like, laying my music out, like, with a bunch of burned CDs when they first come out. Like, so, uh, yeah, I, I did DJing and, you know, cleaning up and stitching the boys up and all, and trained, and then I had to quit for a stint, like, a couple of years. And then when I was 21 years old is when I, like, moved back to Sacramento with, like, a paycheck and uh, started going to wrestling school again. <laughs> Paying your dues, huh? Yeah, but hey, look where I'm at now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, um, when did you know that you wanted to be a pro wrestler? I've always wanted to be a professional wrestler, like since I was a little kid. Um, I have—I'm the only girl. I have uh, quite a few brothers. Um, I remember like Sundays we would sit in front of the TV and we would get like. 15 cent McDonald's cheeseburgers because they were that price on Sundays and we would like get a bunch of them and we would all hang out and we would sit and just watch wrestling together and that was like the nightly activities like I never missed Raw, I never missed Smackdown like I watched WCW like I, I, I watched I used to watch even Lucha Libre on the weekends as a kid like I just I don't know I fell in love with it I just fell in love with everything about it that's that is great an awesome story. <laughs> and, and that kind of leads me into another one of your loves. It's obvious to anybody that pays a little bit of attention that you're a comic book fan. Who is your absolute <laughs> favorite character and why? Um, well, uh, you guys see, I do wear my Deadpool costume a lot. Uh, Deadpool is actually one of my, by far, my favorite comic book characters just because he's not quite a good guy, not quite a bad guy, he's just unpredictable, super outlandish, and super fun, but he's also, like, really deadly, and very, very tough, kind of hard to kill, obviously, and I kind of feel like that's kind of me, like, wrestling-wise, so I kind of really touch, like, with him, and then I'm also a really big fan of uh, Rogue, and I also really, really like Gambit, um, I have, I don't know, there's quite a few different characters that I really like. Definitely cool. I love Deadpool myself, and that that's awesome. Uh, which leads me into my second question. It's something I had read on your Facebook. I want to know how hard is it to get access to the pumpkin bombs that you say you steal from Green Goblin? <laughs> um, 
He's not very good at locking them up, believe it or not. So uh, <laughs> sometimes you just sneak up there. You gotta be really, really, really quiet because he's a light sleeper. But if you're sneaky enough, and remember to bring hairspray because you have to get through the lasers. Don't forget about the lasers this time. <laughs> Easy to attain the pumpkin bombs. You just have to have the skill. Cause chicks dig skills. <laughs> I absolutely love that. And by the way, Rogue is like one of my favorite X-Men as well, period. Um, you've had some great matches, including a match with the previous guest we had, Jesse Bell Smothers. Uh, who's your favorite opponent to face? Um, I Man, I, 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 I want to wrestle Jesse in, like, an actual match. That would be really nice. Like, her, her, her ankle was so bum, and it wasn't really quite, right. you know, playing wrestling. So, yeah, I would really, really like to actually wrestle her at a show in front of people, like, one-on-one. I think that would be a freaking blast. Um, but uh, I, I have so many people I love to wrestle, like... Uh, all of my boys at Hood Slam, like, I, I get to wrestle them all the time, and every time, like, uh, the Suburban Commandos are two of my favorite opponents. Um, the Riv is one of my favorites. We have, like, beautiful full chaos together. He was my senior student, so, like, now that we finally get to wrestle each other at shows, like, it's always something special. Uh, Jesus Cruz brought me into this business, like, brought me back to this business, so he's always fun to wrestle. Uh, Sheik Khan, and as far as females go, like, uh, I really like wrestling Nicole uh, Savoy. She's a blast to wrestle all the time. She's She likes to hit as hard as I do, so it's always fun to have a chick that'll blast you back. Um, I really liked... Uh, I wrestled Hudson Envy, Envy once. That was a really fun one. Um, I've I wrestled quite a few girls. I want to wrestle um, Mariah Moreno. I haven't gotten to wrestle her. Uh, there's I'm blanking on quite a few people, but I've I've had some pretty good ones. I got to wrestle Candice LeRae recently in a mixed tag match, and that was a blast because I'd never been in the ring with her, and plenty of people told me that we should either tag or we should get to wrestle each other, like, one-on-one. So it was really, really nice to finally, you know, step in the ring with her. Well, that is absolutely awesome. I, I was going to ask you a question a little later, but, heck, I'll just go ahead and ask you a question about that. Um, what, you know, what are your thoughts on, um, you know, Candice and Joey winning the PWG tag titles here recently? Oh, it was really awesome, because, like, I wrestled them, like, I think the night before. So it was really, really cool to, like, yeah, to to wrestle them and them to turn around and win the belts. Like, it, it couldn't have happened to two nicer people. I heard the match was brutal. I haven't seen it yet. I've just seen pictures, but... Yeah, congratulations to the PWG Tag Champions because, yeah, from what I heard, they tore, like, everything down, like, the building, the foundation, like, <laughs> like the center of the earth. Like, yeah, so it's, it's super awesome. I mean, and the fact that there's a female tag champion at such a major company, too, is, is really phenomenal. Like, it's kind of cool to see the winds of change, like, pro wrestling-wise. I think you're exactly right. Um, it is good to see, um, you know, I think it's good to see Candace as a strong woman in that position, not like, oh, you know, she's kind of like the uh, weak link of the team because she's a woman, but she's, you know, she actually got color. Joey didn't. 
you know. Yeah, no, she, she puts in just as much as, you know, he does, if not more. And it's phenomenal. It's definitely a 50-50 tag team, like. Uh, let me ask you this, um, kind of skipping around a little bit. Um, we were talking about, um, you know, the cost. No, 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 you're fine. I, I, I did that. Um, what gave <laughs> you the idea to incorporate cosplay into uh, your wrestling? Um, in all honesty, I've never really thought of it as cosplay until people have, like, brought it to me, like, since I've started getting out there a little bit more, and more people than just NorCal have seen me. Like, uh, we were actually, the whole way we came up with uh, my characters, we were actually, it was me and Lariv, and uh, we were sitting watching TV, just hanging out, and uh, we were watching the Powerpuff Girls. And he's like, you know what you should do? I love the Powerpuff Girls. yeah, and then at because tra- uh, at training, uh, my my big downfall was like I didn't know who I was as a wrestler. Like I didn't know who my character should be, and like all of my trainers were kind of like, eh, well you're the female wrestler, just be a female wrestler. And I'm like, but what am I gonna do? Yeah, come on, you know what I mean? Like, uh, what is a female wrestler? Like it's no different than a male. A male has a character, so why am I just a female generic wrestler? So um, yeah, we were watching cartoons and we were watching Powerpuff Girls and uh. Riv looks at me and he's like, "Why don't you just be, just be Buttercup from the Powerpuff Girls?" And I was like, "That's a great idea." And it just kind of stemmed from there. Like it started out as like I had uh, my own onesie. It was like a red and black one. I kind of had to retire it because it's just destroyed. It doesn't fit me anymore. Like I was on like a staple gun match with it. Like it's it's destroyed sadly. Ooh. So it's on the shelf. And then uh, my gear bag actually ended up getting stolen. And um, in Oakland, like, somebody broke into my friend's car, and they stole me and my friend Jesus' wrestling bags. And so it was like, to them, it's nothing, but to us, it was our world. You know what I mean? And I had a match in, like, two well, yeah. weeks. And I, yeah, and I had a match in, like, two weeks, and I was panicking because I didn't have anything. I didn't have any money to buy new gear in two weeks, you know. And uh, I needed something fast. So I, my, or a couple people were like, dude, just you know, do a Kickstarter, and I was like, dude, nobody's going to give me, you know, somebody they don't know money to replace, so, you know, nobody knows me, nobody cares, so um, I actually started a Kickstarter, and, uh, like, by the time I had gone to bed at, like, midnight, I had, like, $200, and it was, like, the most amazing thing ever, and then, uh, (laughs) sorry, that is awesome, but, uh, the next morning, I woke up, and I had, like, 400 bucks. Very That'll cool, buy you a whole lot Yeah, it was it was the most amazing thing ever that that many people that had no clue who I was donated that much money to me to replace my gear. So um, that was actually how it got started with buying the cosplay stuff. Is uh, I ended up getting a Miss Marvel costume and it, it fit me perfectly, and that's how I ended up doing the uh, high neck and the cut off shoulder style. Well, it could have happened to look really good, and so that was the style I kind of adapted. Hence the Deadpool gear. I ended up being able to order the Deadpool gear in the same order, and then um, I custom tailored it myself so it fits like my my style. The uh, the the thigh highs, the uh, onesie cut with the high neck and the cut off shoulders. So that was kind of how I started getting into the cosplay. I kind of character wise was like, well, if I'm supposed to be a little kid that thinks I'm a superhero, then I can totally just start wearing my favorite superhero costumes and start acting like them and start emulating them and things like that. And it just happened to hook on. And then with Prince Devitt um, doing what he was doing too, it kind of like got it out there a little bit because everybody would be like, look at this. And then people would be like, oh, I know a chick that does a gimmick kind of like that. 
So it, it's kind of cool. It kind of took off in ways that I didn't really expect. Kind of like that story. That's, that's just awesome. And speaking of Deadpool, when you mentioned him being one of your favorites earlier, did you get a chance to play the Deadpool video game? Oh, yeah, dude. I, I, I beat that game to death. I'm actually playing through again, and I'm, like, just upgrading everything because I have so much money, and I'm so powerful. I just destroy it all. But the game is so good that I like to play through it. And it's cool because, like, when I I'm doing it, I think of clips to say when I'm wrestling and things to yell and stuff like that because I kind of study it almost like tape. Like, I actually have to study the superheroes, like, more in depth. So when I wrestle them, it's not like, oh, here's a cute girl in Deadpool costume like everybody else. I think I think it's actually one of the best representations of a comic book going into a different format of anything, movie, television. I think the mm-hmm. Deadpool game nailed his character better than anything I've ever seen with a comic book person going anywhere else. I totally agree. I totally agree. And and have you seen the the, tra- the teaser trailer floating around? Yes, I did. It was actually one of the. I, I, I tweeted it immediately, like as soon as, uh, as soon as I like had a chance to. Like, um, I, I watched it. I was, I was, I thought it was awesome. And then, like a couple of days later, the HD one came out, and I got to see like the little picture of you know the little stick figure of Deadpool cutting off the little motorcycle guy's head that he showed him before he cut off his head. Like that was that was pretty awesome. The first one I saw was really blurry and super bootleg. But I had just got home from a show at, like, 4 in the morning, and they had already ripped off as many copies from the Internet as they possibly could. <laughs> yeah, they, they were killing that quickly, even though I think they, they put it out so they could kill it, you know, trying to get that underground oh, yeah, buzz. Get the, the attention on it? Yeah, definitely. Now, now switching, switching gears just a bit, uh, one of the promotions I, I see your name attached with the most and see matches from most of your matches that I've seen have been from his Hood Slam. Can you tell our listeners what separates that promotion from others on the West Coast for people that may not be familiar with it? Um, Hood Slam, Slam is, we call it the accidental phenomenon. And the reason we call it that is uh, it started out as a party. It started out as a party in a tiny warehouse in the middle of Oakland, off of 20, like, yeah, uh, and then it was a free show, and it was like, let's go, and just, it was a place for the boys to just relax, and just to be themselves, and to have fun, and to just wrestle, because we love to wrestle, not for a car, not for a promoter, not for money, not for anything, to wrestle, because they want to wrestle, and uh, it, we, we would get drunk, and we would just party, and uh fans actually started to come. Like, the first one had, like, 30 fans. And then the second one only had, like, 10. And then the third one was uh, kind of where people started to hook on. They were like, hey, this is party out in Oakland. Like, you know, we should go. So, like, more people started coming. And that was the first one I went to, was Hood Slam number three. And um, they, we did, uh, it started just getting, and that was when we did the Capcom invasions. We actually had a Ryu, um, it was Ryu, Borog, and Sagat invade Hood Slam. And that was kind of what started uh-uh. people getting. <laughs> yeah, and then um, they invaded it, and we had, like, the DEA do an angle, and we had, like, zombies, and we had, like, we have a metal band. We have all sorts of crazy things, and we ended up getting too big for the warehouse. Like, by, like, the end of, like, I think either year one, I think it was year one, we had outgrown the warehouse. And uh, there was a... Uh, 
like, we ended up getting picked up by the Oakland Metro, which is a huge venue here in um, California. It's like a big concert venue. Like, big name bands go through there all the time. And uh, I actually have plenty of bills with Hood Slam's name on it with, like, the Misfits and the Casualties and, like, the Insane Clown Posse and all these, like, big name bands. And then you see a big, like, advertisement for Hood Slam right next to them, which is always really, really cool. But um, so we got there, and then we started just, just drawing more and more, and we started, like, actually integrating wrestling, because before we were just playing, and then we were like, all right, well, let's just show these guys we can wrestle. So, like, our fans went from, like, party monsters, basically, to wrestling fans. And they're not really wrestling fans. They're hood slammers, because hood slam is the only thing that fills that appetite, because it's just such a big mixture of entertainment and nostalgia and just athleticism and amazing wrestling that's hard-hitting and it's high-flying. And so it's like everything you get from all the other wrestling promotions wrapped up into one neat little package with all of the added fun to it. We have four bars. It's adult only. We have a metal band. We have live commentary. Uh, we have AJ Kirsch from WWE's Tough Enough as our commentator, Joseph Joe Brody. Like, um, we have, uh, which he's phenomenal on the mic. We have a, a metal band do all of our entrance music. Like, I got to wrestle as the Joker a couple shows ago because we did a Saturday morning hood slam. All dressed up as our favorite Saturday morning cartoon characters. Like, it's, it's, it's amazing. The thing that makes hood slam unique, I think, is the fact that all of us are pushing to make it better. And all of us are pushing our product. And we know it's amazing. And we all believe in it. And we all get out as much as we put in. And uh, we're kind of like, it's kind of comprised of all the companies that nobody, or all the people from other companies that nobody wanted. You were too tall, you were too skinny, you were too fat, you were too short. You know, nobody likes you, you're not over. We're going to push you as a heel, even though you should be a good guy. Like, all the people that were kind of mistreated and shuffled around on the card and nobody wanted kind of got picked up by Hood and we just got a chance to shine. And, like, that's really, I think, one of the reasons I'm anywhere near as good as I am is I had a chance to shine there. And I got to wrestle people that I would never have the opportunity to wrestle, and that's kind of the story of Hood Slam is there's a chance you can wrestle anybody. So. And, you know, you know, telling that story and the way you explain it, it's so much and it's so, so such a revolutionary concept and such a different thing that you're doing out there. It kind mm-hmm. of... It, not the same, not the same exact way, but in a way, it reminds me of ECW and how a bunch of misfit team and just shocked the world. And this is kind of a similar thing out there with the hood slam stuff you're doing. It's so different than anything else that it's sending a shockwave back through wrestling. And it's starting to come where I'm seeing it here in Florida. I'm in Florida where I'm at. Seeing oh wow! Yeah, um, it's crazy because. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's crazy because we're actually, this isn't the first time we've been compared to ECW. Like, we've actually had plenty of, like, names come through the locker room that have worked for ECW, and they're like, this is is the same vibe that I used to get, like, in Philly. Like, it was really cool. Like, uh, sometimes we actually, um, we, when we did, a, we did a video game show, and so everybody was a video game character. I was even Toad from Super Mario Brothers. And, um, but um, Mustafa Saeed was one of the characters from, San- er, from uh, Grand Theft Auto. He came out, jacked the paper boy from NES for his bicycle, rode it to the ring, and then proceeded to beat up everybody in the ring. That, that right there. That's what makes him so different from other <laughs> And he was so happy to do it. 
That that right there has to be one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. Oh, it's on iPaper, too. You can see it live, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I've met Mustafa in my lifetime. Originally, I'm from Philadelphia, and I, the, the time that I lived in Philadelphia when was, was when ECW was actually ECW and there and at the height of its popularity. And yeah. Knowing Mustafa from the times I've met him, he's a quiet, unassuming guy, you know, definitely let New Jack do most of his talking. Mm-hmm. To know that he would get into a character from Grant Theft Auto, that's just hilarious to me. That, that that might be the funniest thing I've heard all month. Oh, it was it, it was pretty. I love Mustafa. Mustafa is like he's 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 one of those vets that just gives and gives and gives and gives and gives and gives to the new kids. Like it's it, he's he's a phenomenal phenomenal person. And any younger wrestlers that ever get to work with Mustafa, dude, just. Sh- Shut the fuck up and listen. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. He likes to talk, and he will talk your ear off, but just absorb every single thing that man tells you. Everything. <laughs> uh, Brittany, I've got a uh, call here. Would you like to take a call? Of course. Okay, let me see here. Let's see here. Seven two seven, you're on uh, live from the Armory with Brittany Wonder. Ooh, dropped right off. So, oops, must not want to talk. <laughs> Sorry about that. In seven two seven, if you want to call back in just to listen, because I thought you were wanting to uh, be in the queue, that's no problem. You know, don't worry, you can call back. Um, you know, we we were talking Wait. about how. Hello? I'm still here. I think we lost Laura there for a moment. I think so, too. Laura, come back. Laura doesn't sure, want to eventually. Uh, I, I doubt that. We Trust me, we've both been very excited to have you on. I'm a huge proponent proponent of women's wrestling. I don't I don't think that it should be any different from men's wrestling. I think you Thank can get you. the same entertainment value. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I... I've been extremely excited. Um, I'm not the normal host. Like she said, I'm a co-host here. I've co-hosted a couple times, and this is the first time they've actually let me on with a, with a female wrestler, which makes me extremely happy because I love, I love women's wrestling. I hate divas wrestling. But oh, I love man, women. I wish they could high-five you through the phone line. <laughs> it's, it's, to me, I, I don't get it. I, it does not make sense. You have beautiful women out there that can actually wrestle, and then you got these models that can't wrestle. Yeah. And, and telling me you would rather have these models that can't wrestle put on these five-minute crap fests than have a woman that could actually carry your show and main event your show? I mean, to yeah. me, it, it boggles my mind, but I'm not Vince McMahon. I'm not a, a millionaire that should be a billionaire. So I, I don't get You're it. just George International Coles. There we go. We got more back. Yeah, gotta love blog talk radio. Sorry about that, folks. It just plain old dropped me. I didn't know what in the world was going on. And I do apologize for that, Brittany, in the middle of my asking a question. And I didn't hear a thing of what you guys were talking about. So um, 
I don't want to interrupt or anything. Um, well, it sounds like you're talking about divas. <laughs> yeah, well, we were no. just talking about the love for women's wrestling and the hatred of divas wrestling. Which is kind of um, right, and it's kind of a lead up question, a lead up to what I was going to ask. And you know, we were ta- you were talking earlier about wrestling uh, men, and um, yeah, I've, we've. You know, you've talked about it, and George and I have seen, you know, on the internet that you have no problem, you know, mixing it up with male wrestlers. Um, do you ever get any, you know, pushback or flack from guys who don't want to lose to you or don't want to sell for you? Um, I've occasionally had guys that don't want to sell for me, and then I punch them really hard, and then they sell for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I work every time. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And if not, I will headbutt you if I have to. Like I, I don't know. Wrestling is an art. It's it's not a machismo contest. Like it's not proving your balls are bigger than mine. It's like I don't know. I can understand if I wanted to like beat you with like the razor's edge or something like that. I could understand if I'm not taking that shit. But like other than that, it's like. If it's a sound match and it makes sense, it's don't be a dick. I've had one person actually tell me that they weren't gonna uh, that that uh, taking the uh, taking the finisher uh, would make them look weak. And uh, my friend, <laughs> uh, one of those other wrestlers, was like, "Dude, you have absolutely no right to say that. Like, shut the fuck up and take the finisher. I'm just gonna beat your ass." <laughs> like, it was it was pretty funny. And then the guy ended up like not turning his face when he ran into my butt for the kapow and, like, almost breaking his nose. So it kind of ended up being, like, like, it sucks, though, because he was a really sweet guy. He was, like, a really nice guy, but, like, that clip just really annoyed me, and that was his fault. I didn't do it. So <laughs> that, that, that was his bad. <laughs> but, yeah, so it happens every once in a while, but, like, up here in NorCal and, like, even in SoCal, and, like, I feel like I kind of have – a good amount of respect as a worker, like not just as a female wrestler, like a wrestler of the female variety. Like I feel like just as a professional wrestler in general, I have enough street cred where most people don't generally try that. Very cool. Very awesome. Very awesome. That's something I would worry about too. I, I mean, I guess I have a little sister and I look at it like that. If my sister was a wrestler, mm-hmm. You know, I'd want her to be treated well if she was in these. And we're seeing more of it. I think Candace and Joey are blazing the trail for mixed tag teams. And we're seeing more women actually get in the ring with, with men and be taken seriously, which is awesome. Yeah. Like I said, I think to me there's no difference. If you're a talented woman or you're a talented man, I want to see talent. I don't care what you are. You know, I want someone that's going to make me pay, put my $20 down to sit in the front row pay for the mm-hmm. T-shirt, pay for the eye, pay for the, you know, because I want to yeah. do something that excites me. Every time I go to the ring, like, I always think in my head, I like, I'm like, I want my match to be worth that admission fee that they paid. Like, I know they got the entire show and they got every other match, but I definitely kind of want, I'm always in the mindset, like, I want to go in and I'm going to give these people their money's worth no matter what. That's just and that's just awesome to think that way. Now I did I did want to know who are some of your biggest influences on the way you wrestle because you have kind of a style that's all your own. 
And I, it's kind of hard to see that. Where another wrestler, he could see who they who they mimic or took in their style from. I, I kind of made my style up. Like, it's just a mixture of things that I like, things that I find entertaining, things that I look cool, things that I saw, but I didn't quite like the way that it was done, so I put my own twist on it. Um, my trainer kind of told me, like, when I was going to wrestling school, uh, CJ Curse, he was like, you can kind of be whatever you want. Like, you can be a high star if you want to. You have the right size. He's like, if you want to be, a, you know, a power wrestler, you can. He's like, if you want to be a brawler, you know, you got to work on your heat, but you can be a brawler. Like, he, he, he kind of was like, whatever you want to do, do it. Like, if it's good for you, it's good for you. And if it makes sense, it makes sense. Like, uh, I don't know. I kind of never had that restriction of you're a girl, you have to wrestle like this. So uh, as soon as I got, like, the running butt in the corner from him is, like, kind of one of my signature moves from that on, I just kind of started inventing moves. Like, I, 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 yeah, I started inventing moves. I, I actually uh, had a, one time I got to work a show, and uh, Goldust was there. And I actually got to meet Goldust, and he was, like, one of the nicest, sweetest, coolest guys I had ever met, and he liked my Pikachu hoodie. <laughs> He told me Charmander's better, which I agree, but he likes my Pikachu hoodie. And that was how we first started talking, minus me very nervously introducing myself, you know, like, I've been watching your muscles since I was a little kid. It was, it was a phenomenal moment for me. So, um, but he watched my match, and he realized that I started, you know, I do a lot of butt moves, and, like, he was like, you know, you understand what I'm telling you when I'm talking about your match to you. He goes, so... If you want, he goes, I can pull you to the side and talk to you a little bit more about it, go a little bit more in depth. And I was like, well, yes, please, obviously. And so he broke down a little bit more stuff for me, like about the timing. There's little things from the match. And then uh, he asked me, you know, how long I've been working. And I told him, and, like, at that point, I had only been wrestling for, like, a year and, like, a month or something like that. And he actually was, like, kind of impressed, which was super cool and, like, flattering. But he was like telling me he likes my kapow, and he was like, well, you know, where'd they come from? And I was like, well, I kind of made it up. And he was like, that's that's pretty awesome. He was like, as long as you're safe, keep doing that. <laughs> and kind of kind of just rolled on from there. Very, very cool. And uh, this one's kind of going back, and we're going back and forth between the, the wrestling and the, the comic book world because myself and Laura, we're both, also fans of both wrestling and comics, so we kind of mixed it all together into one hodgepodge. Nerds. <laughs> if you could wrestle any supervillain, who would you like to wrestle? Would it be the Green Goblin? Um, it depends on if I want to win. Like, because if, if I could wrestle any villain that I wanted to, like, I'd probably wrestle Harley Quinn, and it probably wouldn't end up in a match. It would probably end up in a double countout, and we'd disappear somewhere. So it got to be a little bit more... Uh, <laughs> a little bit more thorough with that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very cool. Harley Quinn is definitely a cool character. Yeah, no, I love, I I love Harley Quinn. I think the match with the Green Goblin building, though, you keep stealing his pumpkins. <laughs> no, I, I, I think that would be pretty cool. Um, but he, like, see, the thing is, is it's like, if I choose one of my favorite villains, it's like, chances are I'll probably get my butt kicked. But it could be a pretty good match. But if I choose one of the lesser, like, D-list villains, then I'll win. <laughs> uh, very cool. Think of the strategy, obviously. <laughs> yeah. um, 
but no, um, I don't know. There's pretty one. I think uh, Venom would be kind of cool to wrestle. He's so big. I could do a lot of cool flippy things off of him, and he could throw me around and use, like, the black tentacles, and we could do a bunch of cool spots from that. So I think, yeah, I'd probably go with, uh, with, with Venom. That'd be pretty nifty. Not Symbiote Spider-Man, but Venom. Eddie Brock. Nice. Now, now listening to your promos while doing the research on you, uh, you remind me a lot of Ronda Rousey. Is that someone that you'd look to for inspiration as far as a woman who's broke through in a, in a man-dominated world and being uh, tried to incorporate her stuff? In all honesty, I don't follow MMA at all. Like, I, I keep... Oh, what is wrong now? Hello? Laura, can you hear me? I can hear you Laura, just fine. Um, I can hear you fine. Um, I think you're right. I think we did lose Brittany. You got to love uh, blog talk oh, radio. Wait, Let me... There yeah, you are. Yeah, okay, I'm back. <laughs> oh, man, I went on a trade. I totally don't remember what I was saying. It's okay. Remember when you lost me. I think you had mentioned you don't follow MMA, and it was a a Ronda Rousey question. Oh, yeah, no, I think she's an amazing athlete, and I definitely think it's awesome, the trails that she's blazed in MMA. I've read about it on Facebook and things like that, but I just don't really follow her. I don't just follow MMA. It doesn't really pique my fancy too much. Once she steps foot in the pro wrestling world, I'll be all over it. See, see, to me, and this this is what I was going back to what I was talking about earlier with the women's wrestling thing, to me, if I was a promoter, I would look at that and go, this is the biggest draw in MMA right now is Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. And she's, she's rose up higher, you know, higher than Randy before all those guys. Why couldn't, you know, why aren't we promoting a woman to be a big draw in our, our sport, which is basically the same demographic. The same people well, are mostly the People that watch MMA watch wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's 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 kind yeah. of like a, most companies follow what WWE does, and most people are afraid to step out of that shadow. It, like everybody wants to be the next WWE. Nobody wants to be the next them. And uh, like I'm working like I work for a company called Action Coast Empire, which is comprised of like three different companies, and like their women's division is like their their focus, like, their focus is the women's division, like, their ideal is that women are wrestlers, not divas, not pretty, not, well, I mean, they're pretty, but they're, like, beautiful, deadly things, and they will kick your butt if you step over a line, and, uh, I really like what, uh, Ace is doing with their women's division, um, we're actually going to be on TV sometime this month, I believe, we're supposed to be submitting our episodes, if not this month, next month, um, and then, uh, yeah, uh, same with Hood Slam. Like, I actually had a uh, a title shot for the championship there, uh, the Golden Gig. It was me and a banana versus uh, Dark Sheik and Juice Lee. I chose the banana because he was the only other original Hood Slammer that didn't have a title shot. So <laughs> it was a bad choice in the long run because I didn't win. But, like, I did win the battle role, and I did get to choose my part. It was a big thing that I got a shot. I was the only female to ever have a shot at the Golden Gig. So that was that was a pretty phenomenal idea or phenomenal thing considering the uh, 
Gig at Hood Slam is the only championship. There's no tag belt. There's no light heavyweight. There's no women's belt. There's the gig, and that's it. They're just going to try to follow WWE. Nobody's going to do something different. Somebody just needs to set that model, and that's what a lot of women wrestlers are trying to do. It's just to be like they're professional wrestlers. They're wrestlers. Like, our gender just happens to be that we're female. If you're good, you're good. If you're bad, you're bad. It has absolutely nothing to do with your gender. And I feel like a lot of of chicks get a pass because of that. It's, it's, oh, you're a woman, so that's as much as you do. Because, like, it's insulting. If you tell me I have a good match for a girl, like, I will give you a look of death. I hate it. So, like, it's one of those things. It's like, you respect me with the same respect that I give you. Like, I don't tell you it's a good match for your, it was a good match for a boy. Like, no, it was a good match or it was a bad match or it was an okay match. There's no, it was a good match for said gender. So, like, it's, it's, it's a new age ideal that's slowly starting to get more popular, but just so many companies try to emulate the big name companies, and that's where they're screwing themselves up. Is they just need to be them and try to be a new company not the next WWE, not the next TNA, not the next, you know, CMLL or AAA or whatever company. Like, you want to be the next. You know, speaking of companies trying to emulate WWE, um, we, you know, we talk about TNA a lot on the show, and, you know, they were so not WWE at first, um, and now they just, you know, just kind of turned into, you know, WWE. Um, maybe, you know, they could take some advice from you and just, you know, be them and not try to be WWE. Maybe we uh, we actually uh, a while ago at Head Slam before uh, Spike TV announced that they were pulling TNA's contract, uh, we actually had the Dixie Carter Memorial Tournament at Hood Slam. <laughs> so I just want to say on the air that we called it. We called it in advance. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> And it got it actually Dixie Carter. People thought Dixie Carter was actually dead. Like it reached Dixie Carter, and she had to say that she was not dead. <laughs> Can you really take credit for calling her that though? That's kind of that's no. We called it. We No, no other show has had a memorial tournament. I'm just saying, no other company had a Dixie Carter memorial tournament. It was a battle tournament. Was was that a slam? Yep, we had a trophy and everything. James C won. Very funny. That is the funny cool. thing ever. <laughs> we called it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the writing's been on the wall for a while. If they didn't have the pocketbooks they had, it wouldn't have oh, yeah, lasted no. as long as. And, and yeah, that's, see, like. I wish just somebody would invest, like, do just invest a little bit of money in an indie company. Because, okay, you imagine how much money TNA is just hemorrhaging. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if you were to give, like, two grand to this local company over in, you know, nowhere? Do you know how much that would do? Like, there's so many, like, big-name investors that are so, again, back to being you and not being the next WWE, there's so many big-name investors that are so willing to throw money at a product that doesn't need it that... Like, the little guys that are phenomenal workers or whatnot and just don't have the pocketbooks can't get seen because they don't have that kind of backing. 
that, that's, that's, that's a very, very valid point. And, you know, there's not enough forward-thinking people that think, you know, I don't want to make – they think I want to make the next WWE. They don't think that WWE, the reason that it's successful is because it changed the game, it changed the rules. You got exactly. Because WWE is the first WWE. WWE got so big because they bought up all the independent territories that surround them, which they're doing right now. I'm not sure if you've noticed, but guess who's getting picked off? Big indie name, big mm-hmm. indie name, big indie name, big indie name, big indie name, big indie name. Like they're just like shoot. Uh, Jake Younger was down here with us, and now he's one of the referees on NXT. Jody Christopherson, same thing. Bailey, same thing. Like, we're seeing all of the, uh, shoot, uh, Brian Tannen, one of the guys that I graduated wrestling school, is a rosebud. <laughs> like, uh, awesome. yeah, yeah, it's, 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 I'm seeing all of these indie guys just getting picked, all the big guys, like, Devitt's gone, and, uh, what, they picked up Kenta recently, uh, who else, they picked up a lot of, like, really good guys, shoot, generic, you know, obviously Generico's there. But, like, uh, yeah, they're just picking up all the really, really good big-name indie guys and all the, basically all the big fuel. So it's like the new guys have to step up in those places. And then, like, yeah, everybody's so worried about getting to NXT. Nobody's, like, super focused on, like, actually honing their craft to want to be, go up to the next level. So, I don't know. It's it's, it's kind of cool. But, yeah, WWE is definitely rewriting history and just, picking up all the indie guys. Like, they're definitely doing a territory sweep just like they did back in the day. Because indie wrestling's on such a rise. You know, I never thought of it that way. I never likened it to what they did back in the day where they gobbled up, uh, you know, whole territories at a time. I never thought about that, but that is an excellent point. You're exactly right, especially with, I mean, Kevin Steen, you know, signing him. That's a pretty big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, I told you, all the big name indie guys. Anybody that's been, like, super big within the last, like, five years or so, gone. Because, like, they did do the model thing, and they hired so many models and hired so many people that just don't, a lot of, like, football players and things like that that aren't pro wrestlers. And, like, they got such a high saturation of models and people that, that aren't pro wrestlers that their product was just going to hell. Like, nobody's watched WWE for a while. Everybody's like, eh, meh. You know what I mean? Nobody watched SmackDown. SmackDown, for nobody watched. Like, we would occasionally watch Raw, you know, occasionally check out the pay-per-view, but nobody really bought it. If anybody did, one person bought it, and everybody chipped in, like, five bucks. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, right. it, exactly. they needed to revitalize the product, so they just definitely, they did the old-school method and just indie sweep. They just picked up so many good guys that obviously wrestling them even if they don't keep the indie guys, guess what? All of their guys just learned a shit ton from these dudes that maybe will only be around for six months because they don't know what to do with them character-wise. So, and that's, very, the thing, that's what they did for Hero. Mm-hmm. They brought in Chris yep. Hero, brought them in there, and then dumped them because they had no idea how to use Chris Hero. And it, it baffles me, just let him be Chris Hero. But they don't want that. I don't know. It's it's a creative... They want to own the creative character. And Chris Hero probably owns Chris Hero. So they're not going to let Chris Hero be Chris Hero. Like, why do you think, like, Daniel Bryan is not, you know, Bryan Danielson? 
whole the whole thing well, to me is just silly. I just think you should let some if somebody may, and it even goes to guys on their roster like Zack Ryder. If somebody gets over doing something, let them continue to do that because obviously it's over. Don't try and change it and homogenize them because then you destroy everything they built. Yeah, well, I mean, they haven't really right now. If you look, Dean Ambrose is John Moxley. Like, he's his, he's his, his old gimmick. Like, there's a lot of guys that, like, freaking Daniel Bryan. He just changed his name. CM Punk just changed his name. There's a lot of guys. Generico. They took the mask off of him, but he's still old Generico. Like, there's a lot of guys where they didn't really do too much of an overhaul. They just slightly changed names so they could own the copyright to said character. And speaking of a company that does things a little differently, um, I personally think you would be a great fit in Chikara. Have you ever thought about competing there someday? Um, if they would like to book me, I, I would love to work for Chikara. It's, it's really a matter of just who wants Britney Wonder to wrestle for them, because I like to wrestle everywhere. I have no problem traveling. Like I love meeting new people. I love going to new places. It's really just a matter of what booker wants me to wrestle for their show, and what fans want to see me in their town, their state, their city, their, I don't know, then. <laughs> we need to get you here on the East Coast a little more, maybe PWX. If you're listening, Brian. <laughs> like, hey, hint, hint, poke, poke. Yeah, hint, hint, yeah. <laughs> Brittany, I think I, I probably got the oddest of all the questions we have on here, and it, it came from my mind, and so it's my fault that it's an odd question. Watching you and looking at you, I, I just wanted to know, has anyone ever told you you look like Brittany Murphy from Clueless? No, I've never gotten that ever. For some reason, just watching watching your videos, and it's, it's all in the hair and, and your face. It's all the way, just one of the, the looks that you do sometimes just remind. And, I, and I'll tell you the story because I told Laura this off the air. The reason I mentioned this back when Clueless was popular, I dated a girl that kind of looked like Alicia Silverstone. So I watched the movie a lot because, you know, she was kind of vain and thought it looked like everybody told her it looked like her, so we watched the movie a lot. So that movie kind of got ingrained in my brain. Mm-hmm. It's just something something about the way some of the facial expressions you made just reminded me of her in that movie. I, I just wanted to know if anybody else other than me was weird and mm-hmm. had that stuck in their brain and pointed it out to you. No, the only, uh, the only celebrity I've ever been compared to is uh, Michelle Rodriguez. That's it. And I think that was more of the attitude, like the badassery. <laughs> So, I, I don't know. Never, never, never. A pink girl, or a teddy, but not really so much in looks. It's also a personality thing, too. So. <laughs> well, George, you've. Uh, <laughs> that, that certainly was an interesting question. And I I'd actually <laughs> expected you to. Uh, I actually expected you to say, yeah, I get that all the time. <laughs> no. No, never, never, ever, ever. I don't think you're that Californian. <laughs> like, I don't get Californian, but I, 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 well, I'm not the Valley Girl kind. That's, I'm NorCal, not SoCal. 
it's nothing to do with her personality. It's just there are certain faces she makes and, and it's certain faces you make when you're selling certain news or you're about to do a certain news that <laughs> kind of stick together. Like I said, it's from watching the movie a bunch of times, so. No, so my, uh, my trainer actually told me, uh, one of my trainers actually, well, actually all of my trainers are always like, facial expression, facial expression, facial expression. He's like, you know, only the first couple rows are going to hear what you actually say, even if you're yelling at the top of your lungs. He was like, facial expressions travel. He <laughs> was like, even if somebody's in the tip, 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 back, 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 they can see your face. They can't hear what you're saying. They can't see the little things you're doing, but they can see that. <laughs> So it, it kind of was always ingrained in my mind. So, like, I just make the most ridiculous facial expressions now, like, naturally. <laughs> I even do it outside of the ring. Like, I, I, I have a very animated face. Most people can tell what I'm thinking, like, off the bat. And sometimes that's not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet. <laughs> yeah. I have a very distinct, like, WTF look. And, like, sometimes it happens and it's not intentional. <laughs> but you can definitely tell what I'm thinking sometimes. Well, Brittany, we certainly appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with us tonight, and it's been a pleasure, an absolute pleasure having you uh, on tonight. And I was uh, wanting to get your social media information uh, out there. So if someone wanted to book you for uh a show, where would they go to do that? Um, most of the time I do most of my communication through Facebook, so you can just find me at Brittany Wonder. That's me. That's my actual Facebook. I don't have think there's any duplicates out there. So, yeah, that, that's my Facebook. Um, at Twitter, if you, or at Brittany Wonder on Twitter. You guys have it. You've been tweeting me all night, thankfully. Um, and yes. then, uh, yeah, Brittany, or Brittany period Wonder at gmail.com if you want to get a hold of me the old school way. Um, yeah, that's about how you get a hold of me. I have Instagram, but you can't really book me through Instagram. That wouldn't work very well. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> well, we will get that oh, information uh, up on our uh, website tonight, a little later tonight, maybe in the morning, uh, because Bob is the one that does that, and Bob is actually off trying to find John Cena. So. Um, oh, oh. <laughs> Well, Actually, he's on business, but, uh, it's a joke. <laughs> so good luck to him. Uh, oh, um, do you mind if I uh, plug the uh, Pit Slam website and the Action Coast website? Uh, no, go ahead. Okay, uh, you can check out Hit Slam at birdswillfall.com, um, or you can find us on any kind of social media. Um, Smartmark Video, we have full IP reviews for $10, um, which is the price of admission, and you get to watch it from your couch. You just don't get the super awesome Hit Slam experience because you won't there. Uh, we're every first Friday at the Oakland Metro in Oakland, California, and occasionally the third Friday. Um, we're actually wrestling in San Francisco for the first time, um, I think, this coming third Friday. So that'll be really cool. It's uh, AJ Kirsch's birthday. And uh, let's see. And then there's also, uh, Action- yeah, it's going to be a blast. And then there's also uh, Action Coast Empire here in Sacramento. It's like my home company, my hometown. Um, you can catch us uh, August 30th at 3 p.m. at the uh, Collings Teen Center in West Sacramento, California. Um, it's going to be a blast. I get to take on Ruby Rays from SoCal, and I love wrestling her. She's mean, and she likes to fight, but I like to fight, too. I'm a lot tougher than I look. <laughs> kind of like a Jigglypuff. But, 
Yeah, so um, those shows are coming <laughs> out. Super love it. <laughs> but uh, and then uh, you can find us at, at Action CST uh, Empire on Twitter, and then uh, you can find us on Facebook at Action Coast Empire. And then uh, keep your eyes out because we are actually going to uh, be pursuing television out here in Sacramento, so you might be able to catch us on television, which will be awesome. And then after that, you'll catch full episodes on YouTube after they've aired on TV. Very cool. Awesome. That is that is absolutely great news. We'll have to look out for that maybe, you know, because I know that you can watch Championship Wrestling from Hollywood on MAV TV. Maybe something like that will happen for that. Maybe. That would be really cool. <laughs> that, that would be awesome. Um, I, I do want to ask you a favor. Um, we get every uh, guest to record a little bump uh, so that we can use it later on and, you know, an intro or, or what have you. So if you wouldn't mind, record us a bump and say something. You can say whatever you want, but usually they just say, you know, um, this is Brittany Wonder and you're listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show. So whenever you want to go, you go ahead. Okay, just right now? Go, yeah, go ahead. Okay. This is your resident superheroine, Ultra Girl Brittany Wonder, and you're listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show. That awesome, awesome. Brittany. Thank oh, you. That was wonderful. Trust me, it took Cliff Compton like six tries. <laughs> he never <laughs> did get Cliff it right. <laughs> okay. So you you did absolutely awesome, uh, and thank you um, so much uh, for appearing tonight. We really appreciate it. And uh, George, if do you have anything you want to say, uh, just just thank you so much for coming on, and thank you for being such a great guest. Oh no problem. Thank you guys for having me. We'll have to have you back on soon. All right. Bye guys. See you later, See Brittany. Later, Brittany. And there she goes, up, up and away. <laughs> what a cool chick. I mean, seriously. I mean, I guess she and I could be BFF, seriously. Uh, are you replacing your other BFF? No, I have many BFFs, uh, George. I could never replace well, in any of them. See, see, there's only one. There's That's why it's the best. You have to pick one to be the BFF. Well, I I can't pick. I have too many BFFs. I have so many. So many people are just, you know, near and dear to my heart. That's, that's kind of cheating, though. No, well, if you go to do it, and, and I didn't mean it in that way. If you go to do a test and it's multiple choice and you pick A, B, C, and D, of course you're going to get it right because you picked all four. I, I think we need to, to need, need to nail you down and get your one true BFF. No, no, you're not going to play the one true BFF card on me, George. <laughs> not on the air. You are get... not. <laughs> <laughs> the one BFF to rule them all. This is not, you know, uh, my precious here. <laughs> so, no, Mm-mm. not happening. Not, not on, not on, not on live radio. Not happening. Um, 
Oh, it's been a great show, and I actually think we're going to finish on time. Uh, it's really unusual for me and George <laughs> because we usually go all two two hours, three hours. <laughs> See, I'm the king of the Broadways. It only it only took me three only took me three shows to conform to the to the format of the show. <laughs> Well, you know, it's always a good time when you're on, and I do appreciate you uh, co-hosting with me uh, when Bob's not around, and uh, uh, you're, you know, we make a good team. Bob and I make a good team, too. Don't don't be wrong, but George and I make a good team as well, and um, I wanted to announce who our guests are for next week, and I believe we're probably going to have, I guess, three uh, Bob hasn't texted me the uh, secret guest yet. Uh, but uh, next week, our guests are going to be jo- Joshua Cutshaw and Mary Elizabeth Monroe. Finally, he got in touch with I her. <laughs> are you sure that's not the surprise? The way he was building it, I think that may be a surprise. She must have finally followed him. Well, well, maybe, but I mean, this was on the the show log that uh, he emailed me, so I'm, I don't know. I mean, if it was a surprise, I don't think he would have put it in the log. You know what I mean? I, I hear you. I hear you. Maybe, so, maybe we'll find out next week. Maybe it'll be a yeah, maybe yeah. The Midnight Rider. The oh Midnight no, Rider he never had the rules. Well, it's not he never had the Midnight Rider. Different, different person. We all we all knew. We all know that Dusty Rules is a Midnight Rider. That's a really <laughs> bad Dusty impersonation, folks. <laughs> actually, actually, it was very good. It was good. I, I well, thought you did well. Well, I appreciate that, George. You were absolutely, absolutely too kind. <laughs> um, well, for, for well, a girl that has been in the mouth. Yep, see, I for a girl that was? Has banjos in her mouth. You did a good dusty. Um, you know, we've got about we've got about two minutes left and um I'm really surprised that uh Mr. Sleeves didn't call in tonight. Maybe he's um you know, off working or Maybe he's uh, devising a plan to overthrow Joey Ryan as the King of Sleeves. I, I I don't know. I don't know. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little, little bit. I'm a little bit. I feel a little bit hurt because I feel like maybe he doesn't want to talk to me. And well, maybe that's that it, George. Hurt. I mean, no. I, I mean, know that, you know, because you know, Well, yeah, how about this hashtag? That's the hashtag to end the show. Hashtag we miss sleeves. Hashtag we love sleeves. I mean, we could hashtag that too. We miss sleeves and we love sleeves. It doesn't seem like without a Do that on the uh, heel heat uh, because I, I'm talking on my cell phone because my other phone it just it just doesn't want to work. Uh, but we are about to get cut off here from the live feed, so. Uh, next week, our guests are Joshua Cutshaw and Mary Elizabeth Monroe. 
please tune in, and we want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight and always listening to us. Your, the listeners is what makes this show possible. And uh, I just want to say thanks to everybody for listening and tuning in. And, George, what are your parting words? Uh, just thank, thank you again for bringing me on. Thanks to Brittany, Mur- or Brittany Murphy, Bernie Wonder, for being such a great guest. And thanks to Bob for letting me step into his shoes again. Wonderful. Thanks again, George, for uh, co-hosting with me. And remember, there's never a bad seat at the Armory. We'll see you next week, folks. been listening to live from the armory wrestling radio show listen to us on blogtalkradio.com every wednesday night at 7 p.m eastern time subscribe to us on itunes follow us on twitter at from the armory and you can find us on facebook at facebook.com backslash live.armory.nine if you like what you hear Please take a few moments to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.